Episode of Into the Combine. I am your host, uh, Stan the Man. Jason. And Shoddy. And uh, we got a little post-election uh, <laughs> cast for you. No, actually, no. We're not talking about politics whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. We actually, uh, well, we got to break it down first. <laughs> Ideas what that was, boys? I, no, I have no idea, man. It sounds like something, but I don't want to sound stupid with a guess. So, so I'm just gonna be yeah, no. So uh, that is Black Dahlia Murder. That's what I was gonna guess <laughs> from their demo EP. You know what? I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, I mean, I've never even listened to this. I mean, it I think I listened like to it some, way back. A something long time else, ago. but yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It doesn't sound like them at all. Hmm. I don't even know well, who was in the band it this time. Like early shit. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it sounds more close no, to how more metalcore though, for yeah. sure. That's just like straight kill switch kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny EP, man. It's actually, it's not bad if you like a little bit of metalcore. That's I'm not sure what the song. I found I found this on YouTube. I'm trying to look at this. I think it's uh, it's either to you contortionist or the middle goes down. I don't know. Either way, the EP it's on YouTube. That's the only What's place you can find it. I the think. EP called Club. What a horrible night to have a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Stan, let's break it down first. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, if that's a little foreshadowing for our episode. Uh, we don't have a lot going on today. We're just going to dive in a couple listener requests and uh, talk about what we're listening to as normal. And we just got a... This is supposed to be our part two of our Halloween episode, but things have been going on, so we're a little late on that. But uh, it's uh, the Black Dahlia murder discography discussion. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah. Finally got around to it. Yeah. So I guess let's just. What have you guys been listening to? Shaw, do you want to start? Um, I recently got the uh, new Vader album, The Empire. 
Nice. Um, and I uh, haven't listened to too much of it. I, uh, I don't like three or four songs in. Um, and I liked what I heard so far. Hmm. Um, I wish I could comment more on it. I would recommend listening to it if you were a fan of their stuff in the past. I haven't been or wasn't. Not because I heard stuff that I didn't like, just because I don't know it's something that slipped under the radar. But I always heard good shit, so I'm looking forward to this because of what I heard so far. I'm kind of with you. I overlooked them all these years and then kind of realized how important they are to the death metal scene. They're kind of like leaders of the new wave of it, you know, along with like Cannibal and stuff like that. But I actually kind of been listening to them lately. The only two albums, uh, Deep Profundus. Okay. That's like their first breakthrough album. And then Impressions of Blood, which has got that song I play on every single cast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, they're really good albums. Really good band. I just never like got into them before. So the new one is called uh, The Empire? Yep, The Empire. Well, let me play uh, one of the, the, the singles then maybe here. How about Iron Rain? Sounds good to me. fucking groovy yeah that was but that's weird because they're like just straight death metal usually you know they stick to the formula and just do it well that's like pretty outside their box it seems like yeah see i've never been a uh, listener of their old stuff so yeah so i wouldn't have anything to compare it to no it's just straight death metal though like Like, i I have no no reference so i'm by no means am i an expert on them but like it just seems way different that's kind of cool Maybe two. That's like one of the more singly ones. So maybe that's a little different. Who knows? Mm-hmm. The rest of the album, I don't know what it sounds like. But I just I didn't want to actually stop it just now. So <laughs> I had no idea that was coming out. Thank you for that recommendation, Shadi. Shadi's been surprising us lately yeah, with the old has, school death metal. Bringing it to the table. <laughs> so, uh, Stan, you want to go next? I only got really one to talk about. Um, it's unfortunately Shadi 
mentioned it last time, but just got really into it. And uh, I've been on a huge insomnium kick. Oh, okay. Like, uh, I fucked up really bad all these years. Like, they're one of the best fucking bands I've ever heard. I think they're, like, on the level of DT almost. Like I was always surprised because it seems like such up your alley. Oh, my God. You know, uh, I do got some thoughts on the new album. It yeah. might take time to grow on me, but I did. I wasn't enjoying it that much. I didn't think it was like a mess. Really? No. Huh. It was I a little really, too really slow like for me, a little too progressive. Mm. Yeah, but it's a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I no, no, really I get it, like how some people would like it, but it's just like, I got really into Above the Weeping World, which is like probably yeah. the coolest. I know what you mean. Oh, it's a, it's a masterpiece. I love it too. But Shadia, like you threw out so many finish, like in bands last time it just got me in that kick and i was listening to a lot of insufferium and you know just finished <laughs> stuff and it was cool it's like i gotta look dive in it a little bit more it might be on the level of sweden i don't know yet maybe not that you can't uh, yeah not for me <laughs> sweden i don't know if you can touch it but yeah there's some good stuff finished that's for sure man yeah what's uh what's one of the songs you like from that one if i had to pick one out of the top of my head i would probably i don't know at the gates of sleep One of the bands that I kind of picked up on since the last cast was actually from one of our listeners, and uh, the band is called Carbomb. Now they've been around a little while. I just had not had not ever heard of them, listened to them. Uh, I know it's been like four years since their last album, so that's probably why they just kind of slipped under the radar for me. But I think they they made. I know they played some some shows recently with like Gojira. They're they're heading out with Dillinger soon, so I'm sure a lot of people are gonna be hearing about them, or maybe are already familiar with them. But I mean, to describe their sound, definitely Meshuga influenced, but yet you know, kind of took it and, and did some different things with it. I mean, you could even throw in some Dillinger, some some of that mathy stuff, technical I would think more stuff. Mathy, yeah, very mathy, different type of uh, you know. It's all about the rhythm with them, and but they do a lot of different things in like a Meshuga. They go with some melodic spots and a little bit more progressive in ways, you know, than Meshuga is. Did you guys listen to it? Yeah, I listened to the single from the new album. I'm drawing a blank of what the fuck it's called. Meta. Yeah, yeah. They've been uh, actually 
couple couple weeks ago they had a segment on uh, XM and Liquid Metal interviews and stuff and just hanging out and they played a lot of their stuff during that. So whatever was on XM, I did listen to it. Oh I yeah, digging it. But yeah, I'm not big. I'm not a big mathy. Guy. Yeah, right. So, but it definitely was like, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that these guys, you know, they're not heard of. Yeah, I think they're going to probably get bigger off this yeah. one. Yeah. It was produced by uh, Joe from Gojira. Yes. And the yeah. guitarist from this band. It's got Frank Mullins on it from Suffocation. I mean, uh, I'm not sure if they've got any Gojira um, vocals on this one. I know the, la- the last album I think they did, but um, definitely some Gojira in here too. That'd be another yes. comparison you could make. But I want to play um, a little bit of The Oppressor. I had a hard time figuring out what song, like what I wanted to play from this. Because some songs, there's a couple on here that I, when I first heard it, I was like, ah, that just sounds like Meshuggah. And then you listen to the whole thing and then you're like, oh, no, not at all. Like they're doing so many different things. So I picked one that's like, I don't know if I had to describe it. It's like a mix of like Meshuggah, Deftones, and like, I don't know. I don't know what else, but it, I'll, I'll just play it a little bit. It's called The Oppressor. Very heavy, very very heavy. I mean, if you like anything to do with those three, the bands we mentioned, mm-hmm. oh man, it really grew on me. Like I said, the first time I was like, I don't know, that was a. I don't think I ever heard that song. I don't yeah. think they were playing it, and that was like very less chaotic. So I, I, I dig that one more. Yeah, and that's the thing. When you get deeper into the album, they do have moments of uh, more melodic parts, some cleans here and there. But it, the thing about it is, it never really loses like the. The heaviness, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They don't go for like huge choruses and all that. It always comes back to that heaviness, which, you know, I, well, I think works really well. I don't well. know how I feel about them, though. Like, really? I, I only listened to like, uh, I want to say that the single was like From the Dust of This Planet. Yeah, it is. So I don't know if I ha- if that's a good representation of the album. But it's, like, You really have to I'm go gonna... further than that because I listened to that and I was kind of, I don't for some reason I just was like, I don't know, we just got my show, I could just go listen to that again. This is good, but maybe not as good. And then I, I actually listened to the whole thing maybe twice and really See, changed so my like, mind. I'm going to be like a little nitpicky bitch for a second. Like, I don't know that I necessarily 
like math metal or, or agree with like how it's i don't like when they just jump around from like fast to like slow real quick to break it up like masuga has that power and they're just fucking a non-stop mm-hmm. train they don't you know what i'm saying like i don't know i'm referencing a lot from the newer album that they just had out compared to some of their older stuff but yeah. i don't know that's just the one thing that i guess Carbon was lacking was that like it's heavy but it's also heavy, like in the terms of like, I don't know. I guess that's, I just don't know how I feel about it yet. Yeah, I feel you. Like I said, same, I had the same feeling at first, although I'm probably out of all three of us, the most into that kind of stuff, you know, exactly. Like so especially, you know, with, I do get all of the Dillinger references mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's, it is I do heavy think it, in the Gojira, you know, influence as well. So when I did listen to this one and the, and the album before it, which actually might've been even a little bit more in your face, I mm-hmm. did really think of you a lot though. Cause I, I think you, I think you'd get something out of it for sure if you listen to the whole thing. I'm gonna thing. have to, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I want to see the whole painting because, mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't want to just leave it with because I did like some of the stuff that I heard, mm-hmm. but then it like just dropped out for me, and then it went back to shit that I liked again. Yeah. So it was just that you know they're different, yeah. but they're different. But I was glad that uh, that dude recommended it, and uh, actually, so yeah, it's Ray Ray LeBlanc is maybe how you say it. Um, on Facebook, he sent us that one, gave us a few other recommendations and stuff. Thanks, Ray. Yeah, that, that was a good one, man. I wish we had time to talk about a couple of the other ones. Maybe we'll get around to them at I some point. I wish I had time to listen to more of it. But. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks, Ray. Uh, giving us kind words on Twitter and Facebook. Giving us some badass recommendations. Yeah. Shoddy, what else do you have? Oh, so it's coming out soon and I haven't listened to it yet. But I'm really looking forward to it. And I hope that one of you guys had listened to it yet. But it's uh, that fucking new dark tranquility. Scene. God damn it! I, that was my listen. That was my what are you listening <laughs> to? Question. I haven't listened to it either. Like I was God hoping you guys. Did. I, None of us I, have then. Like okay, so the reason why I haven't been listening to it is because <laughs> that Bella Core CD of Breath and Bone is too good. <laughs> that I, I like, love how you like can't move on from an album once you're into it. No, I that's not. I was listening to the new album that came out this year, and then I started going back and listening to their shit. <laughs> and that one is just really, really no. Good. You're just but, funny like that. I don't though. know. I listened to like the first thirty seconds and was like, I don't know if I want to get into this right now. And then I just went to something else. I heard it was really good. I heard I've heard a single from it, which I really liked. Dark Tranquility. Yeah, 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 I did too. Yeah, but you know. I don't know if I want to make a section out of it because I talk about them enough, but I have actually <laughs> been listening to Construct a lot, and that's a really yeah, good album. Me too, actually. And the single, I didn't like it as much as any of like, the singles off that one. I don't know. I just, I can't wait for it. Is it released it's, yet? Yeah, it came out last Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll have to save it. Maybe we'll talk yeah. about it more in depth in the next episode because I, I, it's one I had to put off. I just haven't gotten to it yet either. I've heard good things, though. I've heard really good things. Uh, Lots of high well, numbers. Well, I guess then, yeah, look forward to that next time from us. I mean, that's kind of a big one. So. Yeah, it is. So but, are you guys done then as far as listening? Yeah. The one band that I want to talk about is, uh, I don't know how you say this. It's like Anal Nathrak. <laughs> or Ana- <laughs> it's A-N-A-A-L, Anal Nathrak. I don't know. It's on Metal Blade. They've been around since like 98 or something. Like They've had a lot of albums, but I never really listened to them before. And the album's called The Whole of the Law out on Metal Blade. came out like uh, a couple weeks ago, um, along with like Serpentine Dominion and everything. They are like a uh, super modern black metal band. Okay. Basically mix industrial black metal with like some grindy parts and just like in batshit insane insanity like go as crazy as you can throw everything at the wall turn it up to like 11 you know what i mean and just like leave it there so 
I'll give you guys a sample. I guess think of a little bit of Dimu Burger a little bit mixed with, like, I, don't, I don't know, <laughs> chaos. So this song is called We Will Effing Kill You. It's weird, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I kind of I liked what I heard. I want to listen to more of it. I was gonna say, shoddy for you, since like you're not as into the normal black metal stuff. This one might actually be something you you could get into more. Yeah, I really liked what I was listening to. Like the production's pristine. Yeah, it's got more commercial sounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they actually stand. They've got a lot of like Gothenburg riffs thrown in there too. Not necessarily that part of it, but. You know, it's like like on that one, you hear a lot of Emperor, or like mm-hmm. Dim You and stuff. They even have some like operatic, like clean vocals a lot in a lot of the songs. They they obviously don't give a shit about like being true black metal. It's very much just take yeah, what's from before and fuck that shit. yeah, and just like pull you know throw everything else into it. So I don't know. I thought it sounded really fresh. I know they've got a lot of material out from before that I don't know much about, but um, I recommend it if you're not into like black metal. Still check it out because it's uh. It could be like one of those like entry point CDs, you know. You don't have to really be into the scene to get that one. So I just wanted to mention that one for sure. Is it that time? It's that time. Black Dahlia murder. <laughs> think we need to really introduce them that much at all it's black dahlia murder um <laughs> pretty big from detroit or no i don't know what from actual city ship. what what city is i don't know yeah from this what area. area metro detroit area metro detroit so these formed, are uh, our homeboys they were formed in like 2000 2001 yeah is what i read 
when I was doing a little research on them. Let's start out talking about what was your guys' introduction to Black Dahlia? I think we all the same, didn't we? Comcast On Demand. Yeah, On Demand. <laughs> Funeral <laughs> Thirst video. Funeral <laughs> Thirst video, yeah. <laughs> I can remember for me it being at Ray's house watching that. I remember sitting on Shotty's couch in his <laughs> living room. <laughs> I was funny? I didn't have dial-up. I didn't have I didn't have any internet access. Like, this was so cool to find something else out, like, from some other source. Like, I had no internet back then, so, like... On Demand used to be the shit, man. They, oh, I remember, yeah. like, a bunch of videos on there. I will yeah, never forget that, and I think I hated that song. Funeral Thirst? Oh, yeah. Really? I couldn't stand that band at first. Uh. See, it grabbed me right away. I was like, what? I yeah. mean, that was, like, my entry point into the heavier death metal side of things. It was also, like, it was the same lines, same around the same time I, like, learned about hate breed. Couldn't stand them. Hmm. It was just, like, I wasn't... Wrong timing. You know, yeah, wrong timing. Like, some How about you, Shawty? Bands. Oh, I fucking loved that shit. I thought it was the greatest stuff I'd ever heard. Same here. Yeah, I was blown away. The speed that was there behind it with the fucking drumming. It was just the shredding solos, mm-hmm. the the high and low vocals from Trevor. See, and then was, Trevor annoyed the piss out of me. It was unlike anything like... else that I'd heard at the time. So I got to say the high and low vocals is what pulled me in because that was the first time I had ever heard anything like that with uh, such guttural up to the black metal highs. Like, I had never heard anybody do that, and I was just blown away. Plus, they're playing in some graveyard, and it was just so weird. And, you know, we we never listened to really much death metal before that time period, you know what I mean? So it was just, it was new to me, and they, they did it so well. And like you said, Charlie, the speed. I'm a guitar player, and I was really, like, blown away by the riffs. And then uh, we were a fan, and I remember, we, I don't know, we started playing this shit yeah. together for a while, and that, like, really pushed it forward. We started covering a lot of their songs. Yeah. It was always fun playing Funeral Thirst. It was so... Oh, man, those are the best times of my life. <laughs> but So, yeah, I think we all kind of were there from Unhallowed On, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I can't tell you how many times we've fucking seen these guys live. Oh, yeah. It's always been... Every show just gets better and better and better. You know, and it was one of those things, like, I did grow to like them, but I think it's, like, the first time I had seen them live is when I fell in love with that band. Okay. You know? That makes sense, because their live show is phenomenal. It's just intense, Yeah. Trevor is like the ultimate front man, like, and you know, then there's just so much talent in the band. I think that's when I fell in love with them was the first time. And I will never forget. I'm, I'm going to bring it up so the whole world knows. I will never forget going to Dirt Fest. Uh, man, don't bring this up, Stan. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I wanted to stick. Up, I wanted this to stick around for the story. main headliners of the Black Dahlia Murder, and uh, I went with other people, and we had to leave at a certain time. <laughs> so I made them sit out in the car, and I just stood outside the car and listened to. Them. I remember Statutory Ape was playing. Oh shit! And hearing it from like a half a mile away, and then still being happy. But well, luckily we've seen them a million times at this point. Yeah, I know. Pretty much every album cycle and everything. So. Yeah, shit. If you don't know Black Dahlia, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. most people know them by this point. I mean, I don't know. I owe a lot to them because they really did open my eyes up to much more black metal. Death. I mean, sorry, a lot of death metal and just getting me into that harsher stuff. Because at that time, we were pretty into the uh, metalcore and, and that kind of stuff. And this really, the speed and everything. I started trying to learn their riffs and everything. And it was just like, I was so drawn to it. And uh, just a gateway band, man. Mm-hmm. So, hell yeah. So, I guess we should jump right into... Unhallowed, right?
um, we played that. We played the, the song from the EP. So obviously they had the EP out first. Probably nobody really heard that one, unless you like lived in Detroit or something. Mm-hmm. Those were kind of just the growing pains. I know Trevor's talked about that before. I think different people were in the band at that point, maybe too. They were just trying to figure out what the hell they wanted to do, and then they put out Unhallowed, which was in uh, 2003. Yeah, I believe. Yes. Yeah, 2003. And uh, what do you? Yeah. So, what do you guys want to give a rating to it, or just like uh, what do you? Where do you, where'd you rank it in the I, albums? I. You guys ranked everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, rating it. This which was, was fucked up. The, the, by the way, which Shadi was like bitching. It was so funny them. getting those texts. I was sitting at uh, work and Shadi's just texting us bitching about how <laughs> rating Black Ma- or Black Dahlia's discography is like picking a favorite child, and I was like laughing so hard because it's so <laughs> it's true. Just though fucking stupid. It's like, very hard. They're, they're all ones. It's for the sake of the podcast, just for entertainment value, you know. I know. I have. I have. I think one. we're gonna. I don't really like it. I think but. we might be all on the same page. I'll go. I'll start it. This was number seven. Same here. It's just because it was number seven. Yes, yeah. like the right, bottom it was, of the. It was number two for me. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, really? Surprising. Wow. It's it's just because of the magnitude of the CD at the time. It was just fucked up. Like to me, it's just like I still enjoy listening to it, but it's only like a good four or five songs. Mm-hmm. I'd rather skip the songs, just hear the songs I want to hear, and then go on to other Black Dahlia. To me, yeah, same for me. I, this is the this is the album I've listened to the least, um, just because I well, I mean, besides when it when it, when we were younger, like as far as going back to albums, and uh, it's the album that I don't necessarily care to listen to the whole thing as much as like any other album, and I feel like it's the most different than any other album too. You know, the rest of them you can really hear that sound Black Dahlia and mm-hmm. interchange them pretty well. But for this, this was the easiest for me to rank as seven. You know. And I think it's for me, it's just like it's it's still really, really good. And at the time it was really, really good. But it's definitely you can hear their influence on their sleeves. You can hear so many at the gates types of things. And I just think they didn't actually have their sound yet fully. And you start with miasma, then you get to nocturnal, all that kind of stuff, and you can just hear them develop it more. And I mean, I don't know, it's just for some reason, uh, it just goes up from there for me. So it's definitely my least favorite. But there's a lot of cool things about it, you know, for sure. See, I just got too many memories tied to this album. It, it was just, I mean, it's not even that long. I mean, the whole thing's like 36 minutes, but it's just like it hit. I don't know. It was just. I know exactly I what you're saying. It's just. I what you're saying because like musically, it's not really the best, you know, comparatively to the rest of their discography, but it's just, um, I'm by, without this album, I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it definitely, it's just one of those albums where I, I mean, kind of just weighed it higher because of. That's why I didn't like fucking ranking this. By but no yeah. means, by no means am I a good guitar player whatsoever. But I can play stuff off a of few or that album. Right. I can't play any of their other <laughs> stuff. Like it, I can't do it. Like I it's don't know. much more simplistic for sure. Simple oh, yeah. metalcore I mean, yeah. ish. But see, that's the thing. Where I think people throw that metalcore thing. I think it's just at the gates, man. I don't know. No, which is def- which is metalcore riffs. Yeah, without the breakdowns, because it really doesn't have the breakdowns. Fun. No, it doesn't. But. It's those, I, honestly, I was listening to it lately and I was like, boom, at the gates riff, at the gates riff. And that, and that kind of popped in my head. I was like, I think that's what people are talking about when you hear metalcore because you hear the same riffs in yeah. so many metalcore bands, but it all relates back to at the gates. And I know from interviews and all that, that that's what they were really pulling from. I, I will say though, Every time I go to a show, I want to hear Funeral Thirst. Oh, Or I for want to sure. hear, like, even Close Classic Requiem or, like, you know, that's one thing I... Those are the songs I want to hear the mm-hmm. most. 
out of them, but you definitely, yeah. I mean, the the intro to the album is so good. And oh yeah, I, you know, Close Casket was never my favorite. That riff in there, I don't know for yeah. some reason, I just never loved it too much. It so stands out as not being Black Dahlia to me. But I know what you're saying, and if if they took those out of their set, it'd be kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I really like the song uh, Contagion. And Thy Horror mm-hmm. Cosmic. There's some like different kind of things going on a couple of those songs. The Blackest Incantation. Yeah. That's like, I think it's my favorite. There's a lot of good shit going on mm-hmm. for sure. And it's, it's just a fun listen. It's not, mm-hmm. it's definitely not I agree. Black Dahlia that we know them. And it's, I'll be honest, I think they could lose Funeral Thirst from the set. Really? I've just heard it too many times mm-hmm. now. I just it love never it gets old though. though. It's just yeah, in my blood now. now. I don't, I'm not a fan of staples in set lists. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know, what, I know what you mean. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, like but, I don't. I don't. I mean, think about it. It's literally. I have never not seen them. You know, play mm-hmm. that song. Like they've always either ended or had it somewhere in the set. Every single time I've seen them. Well, let's play something that's not Funeral Thirst for, uh, for this one. What do you guys think? Um, the Blackest Incantation. Okay. <laughs> so raw it is which does add an element of coolness to it like uh trevor's vocals too on this album sounds so different than anything else after it yeah those like highs and lows are like a little bit more extreme and just i don't know i guess raw is the only word i can think of to describe it okay so let's get into miasma that fall for you guys Shoddy. Uh, am I leading again what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah come on guy I was fourth this is fourth for me and number four interesting okay this one it's interchangeable with another album 
between four and five. Really? Yes. Okay. They're both for the same reasons. Like this is the band. Like this is the album I got really into the band with. Same Love here. it. Like it's just such a fun listen. It's so f- it's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Faster than Unhallowed for sure. Yes. Oh yeah. But it's Big still got the up. same feel of Unhallowed. Mm-hmm. It's just a better album. They're I really starting like- to find themselves here. Get into their shit. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you heard this album, you would. Easily say Black Dahlia, where Unhallowed, it's got some moments where you would be surprised. This is like a nostalgia album for me, along with another one, which we'll talk about. I think I know where you're going with this, yeah. but same, same with me. This, well, but my, this is my sixth, actually. I'm much more of a new Black Dahlia fan than old, but at the time, I loved it. And same with me, Stan, Unhallowed, I really liked, but I would pick and choose songs from it. I didn't always listen to the yeah. whole album. And then when My Asthma came out, oh, every time I'd play this thing full through. Oh, yeah. Loved it, and it was... And actually, I could play a couple songs from this. It still wasn't hyperspeed like where they got after this. So that made me like it even more because you could actually still play a couple of the songs. Some of them are untouchable for me. But and yeah, like you said, it's 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 much more refined. Like it's some of the parts are kind of samey throughout it, but it's kind of cool because you can hear them just they dial in that Black Dahlia sound. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty different from the rest of them because it's like. It's still a little more lighthearted than the other ones. I mean, yeah, even it's still a little immature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even They're the cover art, it's like nothing like anything after it. Like it's just different. This one was uh, what's the drummer on this one, Zach? Zach yeah, Gibson. Zach. Zach Gibson. Only the album he did. Okay. At the time, we were pretty into him. Yeah. And then he went to Abigail Williams. Oh, well, he was like yep. a revolving member of Abigail. Started okay. with them, went to them. Yeah, one of those yeah. things. But yeah, no, great drummer, and he's really fast. Like. Maybe that's what up their speed a little bit. You know, I was like blown away with him at the time until a certain someone came around. But like he was like one of the fastest drummers I remember back in the day. Yeah. At this time. But so what are your guys' favorite tracks off this album? Well, like Statutory Apes, just like one of my favorite songs by them. Yeah. You really can't go wrong with that. They still have that in their set list. Yeah. Yeah. I I always like the vulgar picture. That's the one I learned on guitar. I just. Uh, Yeah. I love it. I, I love I'm Charming. I think it's it's just a great way to start the album. Yeah, I'm Charming's great. There's a lot of really um, good songs on this. The ending yeah, track, My, As- My Asthma, is really cool. Yeah. Novelty Crosses is another great one. I mean, yeah, honestly, man, we could just fucking spit out the whole album <laughs> because it is really just that damn good. You know, something about one thing like the production I don't think is the best on this one. There's something about it. I don't know if it was like the, the drums or something about it. I remember thinking like it was a little different. Like it sounds kind of like almost more like the production of like a metalcore album from that, that time period. Like just something weird about it. Like a little overproduced maybe or something. No, I agree with you. Do yeah. you? Yeah. You notice that it's too? It's just, yeah, it doesn't have the Black Dahlia feel sounding wise. No, it doesn't. Going back to it's it at just, least. It's just, I guess, still a little too clean. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I forget. I guess uh, one point, though, is it amazes me how good this album is for, like, being a second album, though. Like, you, Hell yeah. you know, like, oh, they really jumped, jump. like, yeah. Yeah, you can hear the growth and development. You knew one. there were going to be something big after that, like, kind of. How about, can we do a vulgar picture? Let's do it.
I got vivid memories of like cleaning my 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 bathroom at my parents' home as like a teenager, just pissed off, like playing this <laughs> whole album just as a teenager, loving it, like so fast, so much energy in that album. I was gonna say I have vivid memories of fucking Trevor standing on top of the PA, just his hand just going. <laughs> Dude, out I wanted to bring up the, the hand, of like that fucking song. With his he shirt just could off. see it. Stan was just doing the hand just now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got like a signature like movement, like kind of like Frank Mullen does with his hand, or like other people do. Like he's just bad. Like what does he do? I'm surprised. Like his like wrist ain't like permanently <laughs> dislocated. Like I don't know. Understand how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh man, that album's really good. I, like I said, like you said, Shoddy, it's really hard to rank these. I mean, honestly, they're all within like a couple decimal points of, of each other. Like these it, first two were the easiest for me to rank, but still, they're all so good. I disagree with that one. High Alert, I knew it was going to be where it was, and the other ones, it's I think it's mood dependent. They're Sometimes, one of the most consistent bands. Yeah, they're like a cannibal corpse. You know, they just write good effing records. They don't change that much, so there's not like you're going to hate one from the other one. If you like them, yeah. you're going to like most of their albums. They're so consistent. So next is Nocturnal. came out like when cds used to come mm-hmm. out on tuesdays i was at my like our com- local community college i remember going on break to go get by this <laughs> at hot topic i believe it was <laughs> and oh man this is like it's a big album from them this is like the this is the most it's that's why i was saying like nostalgia like this one in my asthma i don't know like i would probably have to put m- this one above it though this Me could too. be like my number four so this unfortunately i just put this as my number five but really like, it's the same bullshit like it, it could be number two on any given day i mean i feel like the the, the list when i did it was just how i felt that day when i was listening to this that's shit. why i say it's very mm-hmm. mood I mean, dependent it could be a one it could be a three like this yeah is same here ranking well this- it would never be my one anymore but the same like you were saying with miasma with a nostalgic or like shoddy with unhow with the nostalgic parts nocturnal was like I said my I was really into my asthma, but Nocturnal really made them like my favorite band for a long time. So I kind of had it at one for a while, but then I did realize I'm more of a fan of like the new wave of their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I had to drop it down. I know I know it's probably half of it is nostalgic, but it also holds up really well. And it's more in line with their like, you know, everything after it than anything before it, even though it sounds like a continuation of my asthma. But uh, this was huge for me. I listened to this all the time. I loved every bit of it. But I'm going to put it as, um, at this point in my life, number three. But it could alternate. Like I said, I had it at number one like a week ago. And then I went and listened to everything a couple times. And I'd say probably three if I'm trying to kind of be a little more objective about it. And just, you know, certain parts, maybe like the second half isn't as strong as the first half. There's little things like that. 
but goddamn, this thing's got a lot of classics on it, and it really really holds up well. See, like to me, like this and my Asmo, I get the same feeling out of it. I like them just as much. Like you know, these are like twins in the family. Though when you're ranking your kids, you can't <laughs> like you can't pick between the two. You might like you might like the oldest kid better a little bit more, the youngest, you know, but. The exact same, even though they're such different albums. And like, this one's just so much more darker. It's it more is dark. serious. It's a good, yeah. It is. It's, it's faster. A, I feel like this is the start of Black Dahlia sound. Same here. Yeah, I totally agree. And, that, and I think it's why I place it so much higher than Miasma. It really feels like a Black Dahlia album to me. And it really made me much more in, like, you know, this, the album cover. I remember reading interviews, and Trevor was like, we want to make this as just like an intro for everybody into death metal. Mm-hmm. Like we want to make this as like a a flag waving kind of a thing. And it's like you hear black metal parts in there. You hear a lot of melodic death metal. And I don't know, man. It really just made me like way more wanting to explore other things. And mm-hmm. it's so damn good. I just There's so many singles on it, too, that still hold up. I mean, obviously, What a Horrible Night to Have a Curse. The title track, yeah. Nocturnal. I, th- I tell you, I've never put just one song on from this album. You got to listen to it like... Mm-hmm. The whole way through. Same here. Like I said, I mean, I, I know I said a couple of songs in the end, or maybe not as good as the first half, but that's still pretty much a bullshit statement. Like they're still pretty damn good. The last track, Warborn, is one of my favorite. Oh my god, Black Dahlia <laughs> songs ever. I mean, Death Mask Divine is number six, which is great. When we had the so-called band, we just learned the, the intro to Warborn, and we just <laughs> everyone was so damn happy. <laughs> Dude, that's still one of the best songs to hear live. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember we saw them uh, on this touring cycle too, and it was just it was just seemed like they were really getting a lot more popularity. They're at the top of their game, and like you said, Shoddy, it was like that Black Dahlia sound that's like just way more mature, you know, so much faster too than Miasma. Like I tried playing these songs, and I mean it's difficult. You have to really be a pretty good guitar player at this point. But this is the first with Shannon, though, right? Yeah. That's, yes, it is. Yeah. And you can tell. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a drummer, but I remember thinking this one definitely. It had something different going on drum-wise. And what's interesting, too, I know at this point from, like, reading interviews and stuff like that back in the day, um, John, the guitarist, I know at this point he was pretty much, like, over it. And I know that he came into the studio, like, not having any solos prepared. Like, his mm-hmm. leads, just, he just came in there basically like, hey, what up? Like, <laughs> let's record this thing. And they were all pretty pissed about that. He didn't have anything prepared. Trevor was, like, singing the solos to Brian on, like, what to play. Hmm. Brian wrote pretty much everything. So pretty much it's kind of, it, to me, it's amazing how good this album is for, for what it was like went through. Yeah, yeah. For as much bullshit they dealt with, with John at this point, this is when they kicked him out, hmm. you know? So I, I don't know how they did that. Like it's just a testament to like Brian and Trevor. Yeah. The backbone of this band. I mean, you can't go black tell you without them. They were able to create this with their lead guitarist, basically screwing them over and, and they still produce such a, classic album you know what i mean mm-hmm. what are we gonna play off this it's a hard one it's a really hard one i hate i hate to always play like the singles you know so why about something different let's just play nocturne i mean uh warborn okay. that's definitely not a single
guys like think of like Trevor, like, no, no, do it like this. That's what he said, though. He was, like, in interviews, he was like singing that shit out, like, go higher, like, that's so funny. That's one thing I always appreciate about Black Dahlia is their, their ending songs. They always write a complete album. Like, they always start things off extremely intense and then ending end things, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's an epic fashion or it just always feels like a complete album front to end. And Warborn is definitely one of their best tracks. I think maybe their best last track is yet to come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's awesome. And fuck, I mean, I'm just looking at the cover on this right now. And I remember when I was younger, just thinking like, God damn, that cover of this album is so cool you didn't see a lot at that time at least in the scene we were in and it was just like an ode to like older death metal albums and stuff like that so i don't know i could talk about nocturnal quite a while but i guess we probably should move on yeah, shoddy i want you to introduce this one because uh, <laughs> why why do you want me to introduce you bro <laughs> just because <laughs> oh okay so a little bit of background about our cast you know we always try to prepare for you guys and make a little, little uh you know, outline of what we're going to talk about so we can prepare and make notes and stuff. And uh, someone forgot to put uh, this album on it and Shoddy just bitched <laughs> him out the whole time, <laughs> all day oh, long. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, fuck, guys. I don't know how you could forget it. I know. I, it, this is actually the longest. Like, usually we try to keep the like five album discographies. We got seven today, so it's a little different. There's yeah. A lot of not to remember. I was at work when I wrote that outline for this episode, so. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But so, uh, so the fourth album uh, is Deflurate. Uh, number two. There's uh, three for me. Oh, really? Wow, that surprises well, it me. Just, it should, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it probably should have been two. I just, I, Unhollow just got thrown up so high because of the importance of that CD. Yeah, yeah. I no, see what I you're saying. Realistically, this is way better than Unhollow. Because no, we, so. should, we should say, like we always do, it's not necessarily what we think is their best album like objectively yeah it's our personal favorites that's you know that's why you threw me off i thought this was shoddy's number one for sure i i thought you guys i thought you guys were both gonna say like number one or two to be honest you guys are always raving about deflorate yeah i mean well no but yeah it's funny like i just talked about nocturnal like it was such a huge album this was a huge album for us too though yes this is when we were in college we were all living together and all I mean, one of my biggest memories of this album is blasting this between our rooms <laughs> and looking at each other and like pumping our fists and then driving around, whatever. I remember going to the gym, blasting this song. I mean, we played the hell out of this album for sure. This album is seriously fucked. Like it is so it's I don't know what else to say. It's just fucked. Like it's so fast. It's mm-hmm. so like precise. It's so I don't know. I'm like, it's still mind blown when I listen to it. You know, it. uh it definitely stands out amongst their other albums, at, you know, because of the speed of it. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay, so when you t- when you hear the band talk about it, Trevor talk about it, and a lot of the fans talk about it, he'll, Trevor will say, you know, this was like a slight misstep for the band. Like a lot of the fans weren't as into it. 
even though it's still I'm so confused by that statement still. So I think me too. I, I honestly am too. I think what it is, is it doesn't have the catchiness maybe of some of the other albums. Like it doesn't have some of those. It, it's so fast. It's so in your face that it would take a lot more listens to fully get into. And I think that's what we did. We just love them so much that we really got into it. And if you're looking for more of the just catchy, more um, melodic stuff, Nocturnal is going to be before this one. But when you, if you want something that's just like much more unhinged and like in your face, like the drums seem to be higher in the mix on this, like this one just got that like intensity to it. That I don't know if any of the other ones really can match if you're looking for just like in your face intensity. No, not at all. No, yeah. When it comes to energy and raw speed, nothing equates to this album. I mean, from fucking... I mean, Christ the Form, I mean, Death Panorama, mm-hmm. it just, it's a non-necropolis. It doesn't stop hitting you the entire way through. And I think, didn't they say that this is one of the fastest albums they've ever written? I know at the time it definitely was. We're pushing the speed on it. I know, you know, like Abysmal has some really fast moments as well. I would, I would say this one versus you know, that when one. When this one came out, though, they, oh, yeah. they, they really pushed the tempo. Shannon, yeah, in interviews, he was like... Basically, the band told them to write the the drums as fast as you can go, and then they wrote the riffs over that, and <laughs> which is awesome. Like I remember think, hearing that and just being like, "That's so cool!" And that's what I liked Black Dahlia for is their speed. Like I just something about it, like just the speed uh, of the riffs and everything. It's so hard to play and the energy behind it. So I don't know, man. I I think it's crazy that people like. Uh, or even the band, you know, like it's just never, you don't hear it mentioned as like a favorite as often. Yeah, I don't know if like, I said my ranking, but for me, this is my number four. Four. But that's just, like I said, because they're all so damn good. But um, it's a great album. Like you said, Shar, there's so many standouts on it. And they still play like Necropolis a lot. And I think the opener, Black Valor, is so good. It's got like the chants oh, in yeah. it. Holy shit. I mean, it's a great opener. And then can we talk about the last song on it? Well, yeah. I mean, that's just the catchiest song they ever written i mean i to me like i said in the last album like they write a full album i mean you start with black valor which is such a good opening track it's like got the chance in it the sing-along parts you can do they, it sounds really good live and then i will return for the ending track it's just like probably the best ending song they've written i, I would say oh for sure never gets old live it just it's always just i don't know so there was a big member change on this one there was yeah, yeah ryan yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was the first album Ryan Knight came into the mix. From so you, what? Go ahead. Oh no, you so you got you got Shannon Lucas, which he did an album already, but like now they're pushing him to it. And then you bring in this badass lead guitarist. This is like this is Black Dahlia to me. Like I agree. You know, I agree. It was like the perfect lineup they had. At first, I was a little bit unsure because I really liked Nocturnal so much, and uh, I remember we saw him on this touring cycle in Grand Rapids, and uh, right when Ryan Knight joined, we went and seen him live, and there was a couple of nocturnal solos where he kind of changed it up a little bit. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Like, I don't know how it's going to be, you know. But um, obviously, he proved me wrong. He's my favorite, um, you know, of theirs so far for their lead guitarists. But, um, I mean, he just added a lot of speed to this album. But from what I heard, he didn't write a lot of this album. And I no, think Brian did the majority yep. of it. Again, the backbone of the damn band, him and mm-hmm. Trevor. Um, I think uh, Ryan did a lot of the solos. You know, which you can kind of hear. They're different sounding on this album. But, um, yeah, he came from Arsis, which is another phenomenal black or death metal, black death metal kind of band. And, um, I mean, just he can play so good, man. It's a bummer he's not in the band anymore. What do you guys think from, the, from this uh, album? What should we play? 
My guess would be for Necropolis. say this right now if you don't if you're one of those people who kind of like pass by this album go back and listen to it again because i just think it's so stupid even the band that they think is a misstep like oh yeah, yeah. it's not a misstep up, that's, that's really fucked up to me because this like is a fucking this is this is my second favorite like forward not a misstep this is it's, it's astonishing to me like that's fucked up this I is know. like i'm still in awe about this album like I know. I totally agree. The only thing I don't like is the album cover, but that's about it. It's kind of stupid. What are you thing. talking about? <laughs> I like the their darker cover stuff. The album cover is fucking awesome. It's like sci-fi. Dark, are you stupid? Are you a fairy? It's super bright and sci-fi. I like when they go like more evil. It's awesome. There's this fucking whatever it is on this throne, and she's melting a fucking human. Yeah, I mean it's okay. Like, it's, it's okay. okay. It's, it's no abysmal. No, it's no nocturnal. Worshiping her. No, yeah, dude. All right. <laughs> but it's all. It doesn't matter. I don't care about that. <laughs> so next on the list is Ritual Fucking jewel. Number one. Wow. Boys, number, number one. one. Number one, boys. You too, Shawnee? 
Yeah, dude, it's the crown fucking Shit, jewel. I didn't expect... See, okay, you threw me off, man. I thought Deflate for you for sure. I know you, you like Ritual, but... my ass. <laughs> no, Deflate was one until Ritual came out, and then fucking <laughs> Ritual took over. I know me and you were always getting on stand to freaking listen to this one more, but I didn't know you liked it as your number one. It's my number six. Dude. You're and you recently man. went back and listened to it? Yes, I have. Oh. I've tried... Every time I tried, like... Don't get me Seriously. wrong. Don't get me wrong. I like this album. It's Black Dahlia, but... It's their pinnacle. I don't I don't know I don't see it still maybe I need to sit down and like listen to it on a vinyl player with both of you guys and you guys can pick up hard every time tell me what's wrong or what's right with it but it's it's so so let's go go ahead no you go ahead you go ahead I was gonna say it's like it's deflorate to me but it's like darker yes so it has the speed and it has all the Black Dahlia that we love, but it's just the darkest album that they've... I feel like it's still the darkest album they've written. It is. And... But... It, well, I was going to say, and it's got the speed and all that, but then they slow shit down. It's like they find, they they really... They kept that Black Dahlia sound, but they really experimented with a lot of different shit on this album. The grooves are, yeah. are way more prominent. They, you it's throw a lot in, more musical. Like they're, they're, they try to flow shit a little bit more than, you know, they're, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it was an abrupt start stop with the speed in the past, but like, mm-hmm. you're I right, don't know, though. they just, I could understand why people, or why it threw people off. It threw me off when I first heard it, to be honest with you. I, I listened to it once and was like, this is good, but I don't know. I, I it took me like a whole year. I went back to go I back to like it the, and then the I got into it. The first time I heard Moonlight Equilibrium, I was like, it's going to be okay. Well, yeah, I love that. Be okay. I love that single, but as a full album, it I can see where like some fans would at first be like, "Hmm, I don't know," because it's it's a bit harder to like break into. Mm-hmm. Like I can see why Stan would say that, you know, because it took me a, quite a while. But then, like I don't know, for some reason, I fully dove into it. And now I think once you give it that time, you hear these like little intricacies in there, and like you said, Shoddy, it's got it's like the most like it's like the most complete sounding album to me for sure. Like it's got a whole theme throughout it. Yep. The atmosphere no, is carried throughout the I whole just, thing. I don't really care for Den of the Picker Quest that much. Den of the Picker. Oh, just, dude, I love that song. I, I figured you would. I don't know why I don't really <laughs> like it that much. It's just, I don't <laughs> what know. What do you mean you figured I would? <laughs> I don't know. I just figured you'd like that song, the fucking Picker Quest, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely the weird song on the album. Uh, dude, although live, it's awesome. I love it live. Oh, I just yeah. don't really like listening to it. You know, well, they've they've talked. He's talked about it. Trevor said before, like it's not a typical Black Dolly song. That it's like a it's like a punk. It's an yeah, speed. it's an ode to yeah. It, it's fast. It kind of throws you off though, because it doesn't really fit in. I like it you know, though. You got carbonized and cruciform, and then that's such a breakup. You know, until you know Mel Hansen's the Necrosphere. It just doesn't fit on the album. I feel like I know what you're saying. I actually really like it though. It's it's definitely the one that's a little bit different. But I honestly, I think it's a perfect album. I think everything flows. I love how they throw the keys in there. I think Moonlight Equilibrium is one of the best songs they've ever written. I mean, the first three songs alone, you can't turn it off. You go with uh, whatever the first song is, Moonlight, and then into like, um, what is it, Stirring Seas of Salted Blood, right? Yeah. 
like that before it's like that chanting it's like that heavy groove feel on there you feel like you're slushing through mud or the water or something. yeah it's fucking crazy and like i don't know i just remember being so surprised by it and i think that's why it took me a minute at first but like you go back and listen to it now it's like for me it's the most engaged i get in it because they switch things up so much you hear like string instruments added in it's like very thematic and uh like you know me like i always talk about with me with horror movies and shit like that like it puts me in that kind of zone where it's just like you oh fuck that i want to back dahlia <laughs> no yeah i agree with you man i mean what do you think about the album art though oh i love it i love it do you like this one mm-hmm. yeah because it's dark what you do know that the, that the album art depicts all the songs yeah i heard that it's very complex yeah, it is very complex. Like there's a there's a hint from all of the different songs in the album art. Stan, like what I mean, what is it that you think is so different about that you don't like it as much? You said it's number six. Yes, it's like okay, you went from Deflerit de- de- to this. It's just I don't I don't see the speed in it. I mean, I don't get me wrong, there is speed obviously, mm-hmm. but it's just like it's too slow for me. I think. Okay, I mean, I feel yeah. that. It's I would too say it's different. More complex, maybe, and that's why it's not as fast all the time. Mm-hmm. I think like Black Dahlia is like the perfect evolution of a metal band, kind of until this point. Huh? They just like kind of went off to like it. Kind of like it was a hiccup in their evolution. Like you know, you, we talked about the like, all the other albums. You know, each one was kind of like the last one, but different and better. Yeah. And this was just like too much of a hiccup to me. I mean, I know what you're sense. saying because it is, and and what's interesting is they don't necessarily continue the sound to no. the next album per se. I think they carry things through from it, but this almost was like a no, one-time thing for yes. them. Yes, well, it, it was for the it was for the ritual. It was for the you know the the theme that they were in mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, they said they went into this album with the theme in mind, and like they wrote the whole album like around that dark, eerie theme, and you can. You can really hear it. And I think it's the maybe the only album where they really, really did that. There's hints of that after this, but for me, it's why, it, I don't know. For me, it's like, I just think it's their most you mature. You also had a huge, you know, influence from Ryan. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. Because he wrote. the first time, you know, it wasn't necessarily, you know, Brian doing all the work. So. Exactly. I heard they split this one up like evenly. Like they really both wrote it together. Which is interesting, and maybe maybe that's why it is so different, you know, because on the one before it, you didn't have that, and then all of a sudden, you got two people writing together, but I, for, for me, that's why I think it worked out so well. Yes, it's dark, yes, it's fast, <laughs> but it just doesn't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I understand, I do understand, Stan, I mean, I, I know what you're saying, it's just... To me, it just doesn't have the awesome feel to it. You've never been as much, uh, I sh- whatever, I don't know. You're right, and this is the one the most least listened to, and I tried, and I really, you, I, I hear you guys when you talk to me, like, and it's especially about something like I Black, well, like Black Dahlia, you tell me to listen to this, give it a chance, and I did, I just, I can't, I don't know, I have never got into it. It's just like, 
you compare something like this to like the Miasma, those like goofier days. Well, yeah. Such a mature, like, no, I'm not saying album. That. I don't know. Like, I even hear like carcass elements in there with like the groovy parts and stuff. I'm not saying this is not like a, you know, I, I feel like I'm being negative towards no, that, I which know, I'm not I know. doing. I'm just, it's not. Like, even a number six, you're giving this six out of the seven for them. It's still like, oh, yeah, it's a still an amazing album. album. Yes, because it's, yes. Yeah. It's just, it's not my style, Black Dahlia. Album. I feel you. I feel you. On to the next, boys. On to the Ever Black. Shoddy. Yes. Rating. Where do you Rating. stand on it? Uh, unfortunately, it was six. But that's not for. <laughs> wow. I mean, one was ritual. Two was on how definitely just you can't. I had nowhere else to put it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean like that. I don't love it. I do love it. This is my. I number- feel bad saying that it's a six, but this is my number two. This is my number one. Is it? Yes. I'm with you on that. I mean, it's a great, this is like, great album. Oh yeah. man, it's like I don't know how to explain it. It's like. Take everything like the this is the best of Black Dahlia. It's almost like a greatest hits. And album. you know, and I didn't even like it that much at first. It, this is like really like this one grew on me the most. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of Ryan Knight's best moments. Oh, oh, you know no what I mean? Doubt. Like, uh, you know, the next album's got a lot of good stuff. Ritual had a lot of good stuff, but I think if you want to hear like what Ryan Knight has to offer, fucking never black man. Mm-hmm. Also, new drummer at this point. Yes. We've yeah, got Shannon departed. We get Shannon's Alan out Cassidy. of there. The young Which buck comes in. I, the young stallion. He's a beast. No, he is. Yeah, he, he really. I think I he's mean, the perfect replacement. And I think, uh, I think I remember reading like Shannon did have some writing part of the writing process. He just didn't play on the album. Okay. So it's got some of his elements, and this guy yeah, just. Well, I, I think a lot of it, honestly, was Shannon. yeah. At the at the time of his you know departure, I mean, he actually stayed on. And helped Alan learn a majority of the songs mm-hmm. for this album before the tour started. Mm. So he, yeah, it was like it was just around the time of this album being done is when he departed. So I do know that he did, you know, he was with Alan for at least a couple of weeks, they said, you know, just jamming parts. I mean, it was learning a, how flow shit happened, especially a lot of the old stuff, too. It was a seamless transition, stuff, I think. Because it was not out yet. I mean, really, if you didn't know they lost Shannon... I don't want to say you wouldn't notice, but like he really does carry the torch really well. Oh I yeah, think. he does. I give this guy props. This is a huge shoot mm-hmm. of fill. Yeah, because Shannon's just one of those drummers that you, it's hard to replace him. You know what I mean? I think the reason I rate it number one is it's just like the the full like this is the album. Like mm-hmm. it's not just like Shannon's album. It's not Ryan's album. Yeah. It's not like as a whole. Yes, this is just like their best work as a piece like a band. Well, I was talking to one of the listeners the other day and and they were, you know where to start with Black Dahlia. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't I mean, I think Everblack is maybe the best starting point cuz I think it's got so much from every other album. Like you wouldn't say start with Ritual cuz it's like No, no, so not different. at all. You know, maybe Unhallowed is so different. Mm-hmm. You know, Nocturnal would be the only other one I would say you should start with. 
But I think yeah. Ira Black really kind of like takes from everything, perfects everything, and kind of just like I don't know, man. It's got I think you got parts be, of every album. No, but I, I disagree with that. You got I think you got to kind of be a Black Dahlia fan to go into this album. You just I think they just this is the best work of this band. Well, I think you're fucking wrong. Well, hey, everyone's <laughs> yeah. entitled to their own opinion. I kind of think you're fucking wrong too, because I think that this is a. I think it's a good entry point. It's like man. a smorgasbord of Black Dahlia's work. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, and it's kind of weird it came after Ritual because you almost would think they would kind of. That's why. That's go why further. I kind of like when I say it was a hiccup. This kind of like this is where Black Dahlia should have went after uh-huh. Deflorate. It's definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely not a logical progression. No. from Ritual. No. It's, you're right. Like it could easily have came after. If you take out Rich out of the picture, I think it's just like the perfect evolution. Oh, I think you're fucked on that, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, dude, so many catchy songs. Like I said, Ryan's leads on this. Oh my god, like Phantom the Masturbation, yes. or like uh, the title Into the Everblack. Yeah, so good with the chance. It's such a good live Even song. The first song. Yeah, and so hell is where, she, hell waits is where she waits for me. I mean, those screams, him screaming that, you know, mm-hmm. line specifically, is just so fucking good. For me, like, uh, my favorite part of the album is from number three, Into the Everblack, through Raped and Hatred by Vines, Vantum and Masturbation, Into Control. Like, those four songs right there, to me, the mid part of it, they have so much catchiness to them, but they're so intense. But, I mean, the whole thing is great, but that midsection for me really hits hard. Plus, uh, raped and hatred by vines is an mm-hmm. is an ode to evil dead when when the girl gets raped by the tree. So that's yeah. a holds a special place in my heart. I would. I mean, is that what you were gonna play? Because I was gonna vote for control. No, dude, I'm good with any of those ones right there. Could play control. This might be a good album to show someone that doesn't know Black Dot. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's got the darkness of like a nocturnal without being as dark as Ritual. I don't know. It's a hard one for me to explain, but, but it's just, got the speed of Dufflerit. Mm-hmm. It's got the. Yeah. Yeah. I really can't understand how much I love this when it came out. Like immediately, I really, really, really liked it. Like I said, I, yeah, I wasn't I, as immediate in our it Ritual. I didn't leave my CD player for weeks. I, I think it's just the only thing I listened to. 
I know some people were complaining like it was a step back from Ritual because it didn't have as it it didn't go where Ritual went. But I think they I mean they took a lot of parts from Ritual like some of the groove and the and oh, some yeah. of the, like those slow down moments you can mm-hmm. hear in this album. There's a lot of cool groove parts in this album. But to me, I it's not a step back for me. It's it's just a different move from Ritual. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's my number two, but like it may be actually the one I put on the most. Oh, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as what I go back to the most, this might be the first choice when I when I hit play on a Black Dahlia album at this point in the game. Also, have you guys listened to the bonus track on this one? Sep no. Sep Sepuku? Actually, yeah, I don't think I, I have. I just found out that there was a fucking bonus track like earlier on today, and I was like, Dude, how the hell have hmm. I not listened to It's on to the Japanese track? version. It's Japanese B-side. Yeah. For some reason, I think I must have downloaded it first and got that version or something, but... Dude, it's such a good song. It's a shame, like a lot of people haven't heard it. Hmm. And uh, shit, I guess we could play it. Why not? A moment of that. groovy with those like super catchy riffs in there mm-hmm. yeah that's real 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 refreshing if you haven't heard that i'm sure you can find it on youtube or maybe you can buy it on itunes i don't know i i know go out and buy the japanese version of the cd <laughs> whatever it's mine <laughs> yeah get it somehow it's a shame it's not I, I don't know why it's not on the album i think it i remember when i first heard it, i was like this is one of my favorite songs on the album then i realized it was a b-side hmm. i don't know anyways so let's let's go back to our first podcast ever. That's right. Yeah, this brings back memories. I don't know what I rated it. I think it was like a nine back when we did it. I don't know either. Yeah, our first ever episode. Don't go back and listen to that, please. Yeah, yeah. Check out our <laughs> recent shit. <laughs> we kind of got a groove after a while. Yeah, yeah. But we did review Black Dahlia Murder Abysmal mm-hmm. along with Parkway Drive Iyer. But we are not talking about that. We are talking about this album now, Abysmal. How does it? I'll say this. How does it compare to? Well, first off, where do you rate it in your list? It's number three. It was last for me. Okay. Yeah, see, this is my number five. This one comes after my Asmon on Last? Yeah. You're fucked in the head. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I am. Well, I mean, 
it's a fucked up list, man. It's a stupid ranking. Yeah, no, I hear you. One. I mean, I don't. You're it not, doesn't yeah. mean anything. It doesn't mean that much. It's stupid. <laughs> it doesn't mean I don't like it. It's just it had to go somewhere. I don't know. It kind of means you're stupid, dude. <laughs> oh, you're fucking you just man. went on I'm the record. Fly all the way back to Michigan. You just <laughs> went on record saying this is your least favorite album. You're fucked in the head. <laughs> I'm twisting my words around these fucking guys. No, I know. I do. It doesn't mean shit. Like for me, like it's my. Right now, I have it ranked as my least favorite of like the newer stuff. Like I still put it above my asthma and unhallowed. I think it might just be like it's the newest one. So like we haven't spent as much time as the other ones. That, exactly. That's, that's why it's at number three. This could possibly, I think it might be, I don't know if I could go number one, but it might go number two to I me. Still, yeah. I don't know. It's it's an interesting album because I, it's like they did bring back a shit ton of the speed yes. from Deflate, which is one of the things that I like most about it. It's super fast. But then it also has a lot of heavy grooves in it too. And the yeah. riffs are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're fucked, shoddy. <laughs> this has been the most disappointing the, cast the I've ever done. From day to day, and that day is when I wrote it down. It was, it was when I was fucked in the head. Now I'm in a straighter <laughs> sense of mind, and it would be ranked higher. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. <dude. laughs> no. You know what I think is like really cool about it too is like how they recorded the drums live on this one. Like the rest of them, they you know they wrote them and then they kind of like whatever did the digital thing to it and everything. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, it's live drums. Like you can mm. hear that like more of a raw sound overall to the recording quality. And like I really, really like that about it. I think it's one of the best sounding albums in that sense. Oh, for sure. I will agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for some reason, I just don't. I'm not attached to it yet, like I am the other ones. And a lot of times, I look for that kind of stuff. Like something that just sounds really good will make an album better to me. Yeah. Than it really is. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I also have to say Trevor on this one. For for some reason, this is like to me one of his best performances. Oh yeah, top notch. He like takes it to another level. Like he, you can understand him like almost throughout the whole album. Like you, it's really clear, but yet it's like maybe one of his most intense ones too. Mm-hmm. It's like he, you know what I'm saying? It's like he learned how to. Oh yeah. Like you yeah. go from Unhallowed, and if you went from that, and then you just put this on. You almost wouldn't know it was the same person because mm-hmm. it's like so much more advanced. Like you can hear what he's saying, but yet it's so brutal as highs and lows. And that's kind of like, ugh. that's what I'm saying. Like Black Dahlia is like the perfect evolution of a band though mm-hmm. from the start to finish. Yeah. Well, like while retaining their sound. Yes. Never yep, losing yep. it, but like is, perfecting it. They're really like, I say this from the bottom of my heart. They're like a very special band. Like not a lot of people can do that. Like I agree, you know. I agree. It's the, and yeah, so, they literally invented their own sound and they've just yes. remained true to it the mm-hmm. entire time. Yeah, and some people will dog on them for like being whatever at the gates ripoffs and all that kind of stuff. But that's bullshit. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. I think they it's really the developed this from the truth. They developed their own sound, hundred percent. Yeah, they take so many elements from all that shit, Swedish stuff for mm-hmm. sure. But man, I mean, you can't like. So a lot of times, Trevor sounds like Thomas a lot. Yeah, I hear but... you. But or I always think of Carcass too. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like by the time you get to this record, if you're still saying that's like they're a ripoff <laughs> yeah. band, you're fucked because yeah. they're not, man. This is like so they have their own sound. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. its own thing at this point. Favorites on this one? I know we went through it before, but I really like uh, Threat Level Number Three yes. and The Fog. Those are like Fog, my two favorites. Yeah. The, for the Asylum. solo. I liked that a lot. Yeah, that one's kind of got that more melodic death metal feel, right? Asylum? Yeah. yeah. Threat level number three. Yeah, I think you got to go with that. It's the most brutal one with like really catchy parts to mix in there. Yeah, 
jokes to me. And now we listen back to that. It's just like, damn, it's really good. Yeah. So we went through them all. What would you guys want to hear next from them? Oh, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, where do you think I they kinda take I kind of want to be surprised. I want to see what they do. Like, they haven't... I mean, yeah, I put Ritual as the, you know, the outlier to me. It did, it, did it disappoint me a little bit? No. Still Black Dahlia. <laughs> but, you know, it's not what I wanted to hear. But, like, I, I'm just open to whatever they have coming next. Like, I know they're going to yeah. do good. You well, know? And I think, you know, it's kind of one of those interesting times because they lost Ryan Knight. Yeah. Obviously, he... Left the band on good terms and his family stuff or whatever. Now they've got Brandon Ellis, who from what I have heard is also from Arsis, which is kind of funny. They're just like taking Arsis's guitar <laughs> left and right. Um, but I've went and watched a bunch of YouTube videos. This guy can shred. Yeah. What his songwriting abilities are, I don't know. I mean, I think Black Daddy too, I just like respect them so much that they make such good decisions. I'm sure they've picked a really good replacement. Mm-hmm. I know Ryan Knight suggested this guy. I'm sure they know he can write, and I'm, you know what I'm saying. So, oh yeah, it wasn't a. They didn't fuck around with this choice. I mean, the thing is, they haven't made a bad replacement choice yet. Nothing has been like a backstep or this anything. This band, like that. I, it, it will never disappoint you though. Right. Never. I can't see how. It'll be, I don't think they put out an album if it wasn't good. They're one of the most solid. I can honestly say they're one of the most solid bands ever. Mm-hmm. Every other band that I love has disappointed me at some other time, like in my life. Except, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you poor thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know what I mean, though. But like, yeah, I agree, though. It's like, it's like, I mean, when Jason, the question you asked, like, what would we want to hear next? It's like, I, I mean, they're just so true to them that, like, whatever they put out. Like, I remember when all of these albums came out, I thought that it was the fucking greatest shit that I had ever heard. Mm-hmm. Like, none of these albums, I was like, oh, that's shitty, or I was let down. Not one track was I like, this is stupid. So, I mean, I just feel like, yeah, anything they do put out is just going to be solid, good material. They're the one metal band I have faith in. Just do your thing and... yeah. Go see them live or mm-hmm. see them or listen to their new shit. It's always going to yeah. be good and it's always going to fucking blow your mind. I mean, listen, they're one of the bands, and we've said this before, they're better live than they oh, are for their sure. albums. I agree. So, and their albums are amazing. So you just yeah. pick apart that however you want. But And you know, I got to say too, being that we're from Detroit, how many times have we seen Trevor at shows? I mean, that dude like, oh, yeah. is at like almost every live show. That's such a badass thing about him. Like obviously he's so into the scene still. I think that's awesome. Yeah, but when we seen Cannibal, he was fucking there like a yep. little kid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. He just goes out to shows all the time, which is sweet. But I was gonna say, like, what I want from the next CD, like, I think if they take the production of this one with the live drums and that kind of same feel, and then whatever they add to that with this new shit, I think should be pretty fucking amazing. So mm-hmm. I think that's it for me. I don't know about you guys. Got anything else to add to one of our favorite bands? Probably. No, I mean they leave me speechless every single time. <laughs> I might, yeah, I mean, I hope I might that hate this one is the first time that you've heard of them. <laughs> yeah, really. And if you have not heard of them, please check you them out. A lot of listening to do. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, like a couple weeks back when we were supposed to do this album, or we were going to do this talk, I did ask, like, what is your favorite Ooh. Black Dahlia album? What'd they have to say? Let me see what the favorite was. So definitely people kind of the same sentiment. Like, you can't really go wrong. Like, they're all kind of equal. But... Um, We've got one for Everblack. We've got one Unhallowed slash Nocturnal. Another Nocturnal. Miasma. We got a Ritual. We got an Unhallowed. And then we got a toss-up between Nocturnal and Everblack. So this is kind of a all over the place. But you do hear a lot of Nocturnal and Everblack in this. No Deflerit. That's it's, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, it just, it's crazy to me, but... 
Yeah, it's overlooked. It is. I don't know. I guess maybe because it's... I don't know. Uh, I guess if I have one message to say in this <laughs> podcast, all you fans, I don't care if you know this band like mm-hmm. or not, just go listen to Defler. Just mm-hmm. give it a chance. My God. Like, it's just... I know. It's a shame. I think it's it such is. an underrated album. That's cool, though. I mean... Yeah. I Yes, it is. Yeah, going with the general public, Nocturnal and Everblack are like, mm-hmm. that's the shit. Yeah, like I think you got a lot of old school fans that are going to say on Hollow, maybe they started there and then yeah. it didn't go further. But yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, exactly. If you've never heard them, which is crazy, then I would say Everblack and then jump into Nocturnal. If you've already listened to them and just for whatever fucking reason you don't like Deflerate, listen to it again because <laughs> maybe we're all fucked. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we're I don't assholes. know. Uh, on this one, I don't know if we're the ones that are fucked. You're right, guy. <laughs> All right, we are signing off. I am. This has been another episode of Into the Combine. I am Stan the Man. Jason? Shotty, and you guys stay fucking metal.